1: This is Spin the Rally Pod, your regular update of rally news and views from our panel of experts. I'm just the fan, Lisa O'Sullivan, but the gang's all here this week. Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans, former motorsport sporting director George Donaldson, and Dirtfish's very own voice of rally, Colin Clark, and let's not do any more messing around because it is the voice of Rally that we need to talk to first. Because, Colin, well, you have been watching Rally Cars go through a Finnish forest. Can you feel the daggers,
2: Colin? Uh, can you I can, feel George, the daggers? I can, I feel honoured,
0: honoured <laughs> and privileged that I'm being invited to talk first. But you're quite right. You know, it, it was quite a remarkable week. Uh, you know, one or two suggestions that, well, it was just another test week. Was it heck? You know, it was the first time we'd seen World Rally Cars back on gravel stages in over three months and we had five of the top drivers in the world, our M Sport drivers clearly weren't there, but at least it was it was a, a fantastic week and it was just great to see the cars, to hear them, to you know, to feel that actually actually there was some sort of normality there, that there were plans being put in place and that there was light at the end of the tunnel and, and, and it was a very, very positive week.
1: You must have all been giddy
0: yeah yeah you know what it was it was one of those weeks where he's always giddy lease he's a a giddy guy (laughs) giddy is a good word i like that word (laughs) terribly english word but i do like it i'm feeling jolly giddy this morning (laughs) Um, more importantly as as well as the cars did you see the lupins goal Oh goodness me, that I meant to mention that. So normally mm. normally we go to Finland in late July, don't we? Mm. Um and there are some beautiful wild flowers in the meadows. And particularly where's that hairpin right, David, where you remember uh oh Craig Breen had a massive crash? He, that's the one. So there's a hairpin right there. That field is full, that meadow is full of beautiful flowers in July. But what we had this week were the lupins and I said to to Hiki, our, our cameraman who I was with, I said, "My God, they're absolutely beautiful." He went, "No, they are weeds." And I went, "Yeah, but they're <laughs> I said, yeah, but they're beautiful weeds. They're absolutely." And you know what? It's like it's like in Georgie, you know, in, in Scotland when you come into Dundee in springtime, they, they, about 20, 30 years ago, they spent a fortune planting um, daffodils, and it's a beautiful just. You know, it's a sea of yellow as you come into Dundee on the main arteries. It's like that on the roads around you, vascular, these beautiful purples and... um Deep, deep purples, lighter colour purples, pinks, almost, and whites. Oh. The lupins were gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Thank
3: you, Th- thank you, people, for tuning into gardening today. you <laughs> <He's the deal laughs> started
0: it. <laughs> I did. That's true.
2: Colin, well, you're about to be you're about to be revoked. Colin, get on with <laughs> it. Get on with our rally stuff,
0: please. Am I, am I making too much of my, my top pictures. billing? Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, but as I say, I mean, f- for me, the most important thing was the positivity. That came out of it but it, it was also good to you know to talk to the drivers and to see how they were feeling and i you know it was important that they all got back in the car although you have to say Tanak had been in obviously the r5 car um new had had that disastrous half day testing hadn't he so perhaps perhaps last week was most important for Neuville. But I'd argue, actually, last week was most important for Hyundai. You know, Toyota just, Toyota were quite literally blowing the cobwebs away. Mm -hmm. That's what they were doing. And their drivers looked great. The car looked great. Ogier, remember his first time on fast gravel in that car. You could argue that, you know, that maybe Mexico is fastest-ish gravel, but you've got the the obvious problems with the altitude. But his first time on finished gravel, and he was absolutely gushing. And he he was basically saying, you know, uh, I understand now why this car has been so dominant here.
1: And I would actually urge anyone who hasn't listened to the last Spin the Rally pod that went out to Mm. go back and tune in to hear from Ogier, from Elvin Evans. We've got Thierry Neuville in there. We've got a nice chat with Tommy McInham. And of course, yeah, our our current reigning world champion, Oik Tanak as well. So that's all on the Dirtfish.com website to listen back to. David, how important is it that we have seen these two teams go out and test at this point
3: it is vitally important at least but i think you know what it's also worth remembering and talking about is the opportunity that came how this test came about there was obviously a testing ban until the end of may um and then there was an agreement that they would review the testing regulations at world council on the 19th of june uh, and we would get fresh regulations for the rest of the year because obviously the 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 42 days um, they they couldn't suddenly just use all of those forty two days in the second half of the season, so there had to be a new rule coming out. In the interim between July uh, sorry June the first and June the nineteenth, the the teams and the FIA got together and agreed that they would allow. Firstly, it was it was three days, um, one day per driver, and then the teams I can't remember who it was that pushed for four days, and I think it was Hyundai pushed for four days. So they in the end they went for the four days. Uh, And it was essentially a free four-day test um, because it came before the World Council decision. That decision has now stated that each European round will get, each driver will get one day um, Mm. testing prior to every European round. Where that leaves us for, this is a brief aside, but where that leaves us for Japan, um, nobody really knows. So we're Mm. still working through that one, still trying to work out, obviously they'll need a test before Japan, but... We can't, we can't test in Japan, but where do you test anyway? So yeah, it was vital, um, that, uh, that they got that running. And for me, it was quite interesting that M Sport didn't take advantage of that, um, free four days at all. You know, they did, obviously there are financial implications, uh, for going testing and it is, it's George, you'd know better than anybody. It is not cheap, is it? You know, you run the car hard, there's rebuild costs There's there's the road costs There's there's all sorts of. Yeah, um, I mean,
2: uh, the, the it, you're, you're looking at, uh, in, in broad terms, you're probably looking at the, the better part of uh, maybe six figures a day. Wow, wow. You know, it can be as much as that. I mean, if you're doing good, mm. hard testing, not to mention all the development costs, because you'll be running development parts, there'll be parts specially made and developed. Yeah, I would, I would put up high end. I mean, if you're just going for a straightforward test, it, it would be considerably less, you know, just a, a driver, a driver setup test would be nice and uh, nice and much cheaper. But so the cost can vary greatly. But a proper development
0: test, which is what know. we had George with Hyundai. Yeah, was. I think was yeah probably... with that Arrow. Uh, uh, yeah, but this Honestly, is where the Hyundai test was so so important, David, and bearing in mind this subsequent regulation about one day test per rally, because your tests uh, between now and the end of the year will be setup tests for the rally. But Hyundai needed that time because we know from past experience, that the Hyundai has underperformed on fast gravel roads. The car's been unstable. It's not turned in well. You know, Mickelson said that again this week. He made a slightly snide comment, didn't he, Uh, in saying, you know, give Mm -hmm. me a car that turns in and I'll give you performances and I'll give you podiums Mm -hmm. and victories. Uh, You know, but it's been clearly an Achilles heel for that Hyundai. So, you know, four days of testing, at least two of which were proper development testing to try and get... uh, you know that that handling sorted out, and we saw new winglets on the front. We saw new design on the rear pods on the aero pods for the Hyundai. So enormously important for them last week. But also, you know, let's not forget. Okay, we
3: don't have Finland, um, but at the time of that test, it was a very real possibility we were going to have Latvia and Estonia, both of which are high speed gravel rallies. Uh, okay, not the same jumps and stuff that you'd get in Finland, but the the development work that you would do with aero and stuff uh, and some setup uh, in, in Finland would absolutely carry over into Latvia and Estonia. Now, the surface, you know, I don't know the surface in Latvia, but the surface in Estonia is a little bit softer. It's not, you know, a like-for-like, like, but we have seen in the past plenty of teams go testing in Estonia for Finland. So, you know, it's going to work the other way around.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. George, with, with these development tests, so, you, you know, they, we, we saw them with new front end and we saw them with new rear aero... Obviously, that aero is developed in the air tunnels by the engineers. You, you know, how often will you go to a test like that and go, no, this doesn't work, and throw it away?
2: Um, well, I think you, you always do back-to-backs very, very, very very carefully, and you probably also go with some options. And when it comes to aero, aero is, whilst they do spend a lot of money in the wind tunnel and they spend a lot of money on finite element an- analysis, uh, ultimately, um, the... the, the aero's a bit of a black art uh, a little bit a little bit down to feel so you know so, sometimes doing simple things like just attaching a little gurney flap on the back of your spoiler just to to verify that you know that makes it worse or better it is a good little a good little test so they will be playing around with all sorts of things but yeah quite often they'll they'll put aero on and it won't yield the result they want a tiny little modification a little pair of winglets out on the edge of something as we can see on the formula 1 cars it's elaborate to the point of being like a bloody Christmas tree, isn't it? Really? <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff they've got—it's—it's yeah. it's bizarre. It's all—it's all science. It's all facts and figures, but it's so hard to calculate it. Uh, and sometimes it just comes down to what happens if we just do this. Boom! Massive difference in downforce. Massive difference in uh, in in getting a balance in the car from a tiny, tiny little modification. So you'd like to think that whilst well, to get the aero done. Sure, in the wind tunnel. Sure, it'll be done in finite element analysis. Always a tricky one for me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it seems. Uh, the, uh, I think ultimately, you've, you've got to be so careful not to miss a little trick. I don't know whether the teams actually have anyone, any specific aero engineer to go out and do those last little tricky things. Could be a lot to be won there. Uh,
3: um, but we... And they, we 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 saw though didn't we? I mean, you talk about the extre- uh, the extremities of, of aero, George. And do you remember? I'm just trying to think where it was. Was it Spain or somewhere they they tested? Augier tested the new Citroen, and of course Lappi tested it as well. And we saw we have never seen as much aero um, on a current generation world world car. It was bonkers. There was you know there were wings everywhere, all across the front. It was completely different. Yeah. um and, and, and you know
2: they would have done that a lot of that in the wind tunnel but you know the wind tunnel depending on the one they use was it would be a rolling road wind tunnel you would imagine so you've got the road yeah. turning underneath the
3: car which you absolutely uh, need don't you i mean that's, you kind of do then
2: then if it's a really clever one uh you can actually uh you can actually turn the the rollers a little bit to, to the side which is yeah. really really important for a rally car you know, so you could actually, you could actually effectively have the the wind coming into the car from maybe three or four degrees, five or six degrees angle, uh, mm-hmm. because the rally cars are very rarely just going completely in a straight, straight. line. Even mm, when yeah. they're driven on asphalt as straight as they can be, they're still, you know, you can still very visibly in all our in all our fantastic video that we see, uh, they're quite clearly still drifting quite sideways, and these are massive factors. I'm not quite and, sure. Sorry, I'm not sure how many rolling roads there are like that. I mean, I know Toyota have one. I think they've got two in Cologne, actually, uh, yeah. that, that can cant sideways and do full speed at, I mean, they can do something like, uh, I think they can do,
3: I'm sure they can do about 300 kilometres at full scale. Wow. wow. Crikey. But do you remember, you? I, I don't know, I'm sure you were probably at Subaru when this, When you remember the, the fins that came? On the on the rear wing, George, for the first time, which would have been yeah. yep. early two thousands, and and yes. and you know we complete noddies like Colin and I sort of oh. looked there and thought, what, <laughs> yeah. what on earth no, I re-
0: you, David, you- I remember asking George about why <laughs> they were in two thousand and two. George, I remember yeah. asking you about those, and I remember you giving me an explanation and you saying that is top secret, Colin, you can tell no one, and I can told you tell no us yeah, it was, it was ge- all to do with lateral, lateral movement and la- yeah, keeping keeping the, re- exactly. the, the the rear down when the car was moving sideways.
2: Colin, can I can I? I have to. I'm, I'm now going to. I'm not going to myself. <laughs> I was being completely dishonest. I mean, that was that was that was probably that they they were probably designed from a Kellogg's a Kellogg's packet in the canteen, which was a porter cabin out out the back. I of felt football.
0: so privileged, George. <laughs> I felt so privileged to be let in on your top secret engineering developments. No. But we Feel then like saw it.
3: them everywhere, didn't we? You know, they were then we did, yeah. they were then onto the two hundred six, um, yeah, yeah. And, and they've become part and parcel, mm. really, um, yeah. ever ever no, since.
2: I, I, to be honest, I can't remember the story, but I do I do remember David Lapworth sharing uh, as, as he did with all these things, share, shared some of the information about it. I can't remember the specifics. I'm not sure how much we, we must have done some wind tunnel modelling. It was maybe all finite element analysis. On that one, I'm not sure. But it, it yielded a result. Without a doubt, everybody followed.
0: Yeah. So, David, have you, have you heard anything in terms of feedback from the Hyundai test? Because I'll tell you what, what, what I think um, and see whether or not you agree with me. Uh, you know, we talked to Oit Tanak, and we talked to Oit Tanak halfway through the second day. Now, Tanak is not a man who easily hides his emotions. If he's mm. annoyed, if he's pissed off, you know it. You know mm. it. And I would have to say Tanak was as relaxed, as easygoing, as chipper as I've seen him in a very long time. Now, it's maybe quite a big leap to say, well, that suggests then he was happy with the way the test was going. What I do know, if he wasn't happy, he would have reluctantly talked to us. He wouldn't have been in that frame of mind. So my, my take from that is that perhaps they made progress and perhaps that car with Tanak behind the wheel actually wasn't as bad as we've seen it in the past in Finland.
3: No, well, all these things are relative, aren't they, Col? You know, I mean, it—it's not a bad car. We saw Thierry at times in Finland, uh, and you know, go all the way back. We saw Hayden Baden set some very good times um, mm. in in Hyundai, so it's not that bad. Uh, what what you need a lot of in Finland, and this is something we've talked about an awful lot on on this podcast, is confidence in Finland. Um, and they, you know, Hyundai hasn't really had a driver. Okay, we saw Craig Breen doing brilliant stuff last year, but we've never had a driver that's been able to get in there and say, I'm going to win with this car. And that's, you know, that's where Tanek's mentality is right now. You know, nothing stands in his way. Nobody's quicker than him. And and that would bring a degree of confidence and perhaps a tenth of a second in a corner. Um, and so he, you know, they would have back to back the, the stage and everything, and they'd know exactly where they were time-wise. Uh, and Tanek will make that time up himself, talking to to, to the team and to Adamo. They're adamant that they have made uh, a step forward with the with the arrow and in other areas in the car. So definitely, the car's gone forward. Tannock would have had the speed, would have had the the speed in himself to put that car right at the front. And if if we had been going to Finland this year, he would undoubtedly have been, you know, in the in the race for a for a third straight win there um so no and but you know what we've also got to remember is that these guys are actually just really happy to get back in the car you know they've spent three months longer than they've ever spent in their careers um out of cars um and talking to Tanak around the test before and after you're quite right col you know he's very relaxed he'd done those two days in the r5 car um and he was he was just pleased to be driving again
0: it's interesting
1: speaking of which move moving on driving again i i am I'm kind of a bit confused because I've I've been reading. Well, obviously, Dirtfish dot com is my rally bible, but I'm still not entirely sure where we're at with the rest of the calendar. I'm just kind of shuffling it on again. When when will we see Tanak drive again? When are we going to see something resembling? When potentially? I know everything's still not rubber stamped, but where are we at with the calendar?
3: What? A- the the calendar is. <laughs> are we allowed to say the C word? I think the calendar is rapidly becoming a, a whole new C word. It's you know <laughs> it it seems to evolve on a daily basis, almost on an hourly basis. You, you know from from what I was told, Latvia wasn't happening um, because it was too early in the, in the season. August people didn't want to be back in action then. Slightly curious argument uh, for that. And then suddenly there was a chance that Epa couldn't run because Turkey was too close. So if if Turkey couldn't move forward, IPA couldn't run. So then Latvia, actually, we did need Latvia. So Latvia was back on the table. And then earlier this week, so if you're listening on Tuesday last week, we had the news that Latvia was was finished. Um, So yeah, it's it's changing rapidly. I think there's a few, if we can say anything is certain at the moment, um, which we really can't. Early September, we will have Rally Estonia, uh, and it will be epic. Uh, so we're super excited about that. Using a great American term, we're super excited uh, to be we're going stoked. to. Uh, we're stoked indeed.
1: <laughs> that's Australian, Thank you for surely. Is it Ken? Is it? Is it? No, I, well, that's
3: Where's... always. That's Ken for me, isn't it? Is it? Okay. Ken's <laughs> yeah, it's always Ken. Yeah. Okay. But you're right. I think I heard that. I did hear that on neighbors a lot of years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's where stoked I was, I was well. getting
2: my cultural yeah. references. I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm only <laughs> delighted. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> well, <I don't> <laughs> I'm a tad giddy. <laughs> 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 too much lisa too much it, it is so, it is good news though david you're absolutely right it's it's good news that we're moving towards some certainty in terms of you know rally estonia so uh, so but, but just to, just to Go skip on.
3: past the rest of that cult so then yeah. we look at estonia and then we would be looking turkey EPA, germany sardinia japan how many now, is that tell uh uh, so five, six, All together yeah, so six, six in, in the total, year that nine, would make nine, nine. nine, right? Which is more than enough, um, and and it has to be because I there's a big question mark now over Germany um, with this with this spike in, in COVID cases, um, and there are, you know undoubtedly there will be question marks over other events. Japanese Grand Prix was cancelled, so that cast does that cast doubt over the over the rally japan you would have to absolutely hope not same,
2: same region david
3: it, it is and ultimately george you know we don't know when this second wave is coming um or mm. if it's coming even uh so mm. that was you know part of the reason that latvia made a lot of sense it was in august it was a little bit earlier you know we, we're very heavily loading the sort of september october november time when if a second wave does come you know it could crucify it whereas if we'd run latvia Estonia and then you know Turkey, Turkey. But we would have had four rounds, and that's the championship. The sort of middle, middle to end of September, exactly. Cole. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's you know you have have to have absolute sympathy for the promoter here because the job mm. that they're doing, you know, they are desperately trying to 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 sort of put a pin in something that just won't stop moving. Yeah. Absolutely,
0: but I think I think we you know uh, quick to criticise the promoter. Some of us are. Particularly, um, <laughs> but we have to give them credit uh, where it's due, and and I think I think they are working hard at the calendar, uh, and I think they are being flexible uh, in trying to put something together. But more than that, David, this this news this week about a potential testing event in oh in George, you and I, it's one of our favourite places in in Greece. <clears throat> you know, I, mm. I think that that's that that you have talked a lot about people having to look outside the box and to be creative and to be innovative and to just look at things differently uh i think this is really quite interesting to create really? a testing event mm. that has that has marketing value it's got value for spectators uh it's got uh, it's just got a lot of attractive elements to it and i and i think they have to be applauded for going down that route
3: uh- hundred percent. You know, you look at Formula One testing, the way that they do that now at Barcelona in February, and they have these set tests that become events and occasions of their own. Mm. And I, it's always baffled me that, you know, teams have gone off and, and spent, as George said, you know, an awful lot of money on testing. Why not bring it all together and make an event and an occasion uh, out of that? And that's exactly what the promoter's done. You, you know, someone, Richard Milner Richard Milner from, from M-Sport, I know that he he's been a key part in the development of this plan and he absolutely also should be applauded for actually just applying common sense that, you know, we're all, we, we all want to test for a certain event. So let's combine our force, uh, our, our funds and our uh, our, um, our budgets uh, and, and put it together and then actually make something of it. You know, they, the teams will get development and pre-event setup and all of that, but, The promoter will get this 30-minute chat show at the end of every day. Uh, There's potential, you know, we could see Sebastian Auger on a jet ski and just loads of stuff that we
0: can do. (laughs) Going through the Corinth Canal on a jet ski, that would be quite entertaining. With George Donaldson bungee jumping from the bridge and plucking his cap from his head as he goes underneath. Something (laughs) like that. That's
3: exactly what we're after. But, you know, Cole, but the the flip side is... I have an immaculate
2: sense of timing, David. I'm up for that. I want you to (laughs) know.
3: But the flip side of that is that, you know, each one of these three teams go off and test in private. You know, we're lucky if we get a handful of pictures from it and you know, a bunch of lads stood at or people, people's spectators stood at the side of the road filming with their iPhones. It's it's pretty pathetic when, you know, we have this uh this ability and this option to combine it all and make a, a superb event. So good but on my them. dog
0: my dog's agreeing with you entirely. You can hear mm-hmm. it downstairs barking away. But David I think we showed last week from from Finland as well that, that there is there is a lot of scope for turning a test week into into a media event you know we we made our little videos from each day of the test we did our interviews and there was massive interest in it so you know on a smaller scale it's been tried and tested and it works so it makes a huge it, amount of sense
3: it does but you know it will be difficult and george you would know about this you know we, we've all been to a test uh and you know access to the car is very very much limited uh, and you know the the drivers, the team principals, the the technical people, they don't want to tell you what they're doing. And this is one of the primary concerns with with some of the teams, is that they're, if yeah. they're all in one area, then you know they're they're showing their hand perhaps quicker in the flesh than they than they would ordinarily.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think an event test, a joint event test, is is absolutely fine. There is, uh, and uh, you know, if if you were an underinvested team and you're going along to one of these tests and you're seeing what everyone else is doing, you're gonna you're gonna pick up tips, and that's not you know that, that's not what you know. Uh, Adamo, Tommy, Macon, and Malcolm Wilson are not in the business of giving away their intellectual property for free to anyone, and and damn the con- consequences. But an event test, you know, I mean, for for a period of about uh, like fully ten, twelve years. The, the PWRC, and then it became, you know, S2000 PWRC, and then finally WRC2 ran with a joint event test, mm. which mm. was unbelievably economical initially. Uh, finally, but, I think it became commercialized, but initially it
3: was just done at cost. But don't forget, George, right now, event test, that's all we have. We don't have any, you know, this year there are hmm. no development tests. There is nothing. You know, you, you don't have your budget of days that you can go off and do some some engine work over there. Yeah. You've got yeah. for if we have Estonia, the teams mm. will have three days, and that's it. So they've got to do yeah. any any development towards a 2021 car has to be done within those those pre-event tests.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, certainly, that's obviously you know going to be a huge factor, and I think the the teams will ultimately accept whatever whatever they're they're given, whatever constraints are given. And I mean, honestly, in the current circumstance, I would I would actually. One hundred percent applaud the 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 move for it because it, it just make I- it make sense i mean you can i mean you can i mean the, the teams come with their garages and the, the, the also you know you you sometimes see in service parks on rallies when the, when there's lots of stuff going on you'll see Hyundai will have people across looking at the toyota service um the well, of course, Toyota it's will natural. Have people isn't it? across, Luke. Yeah, mm. so you can go to the test, and and they can say, "Right, guys, none of that nonsense here. Thanks very much.
3: Just, or, or maybe. just keep
2: keep aside, and you you can go out and watch your car in the stages, and that's it. Behave yourself. Otherwise, tell you what we'll do: we'll send you home.
3: Mm.
2: There you go. Mm. Sorts that mm. one
0: out. Uh, quick question, David. Mm. You know, you mentioned their development testing for twenty twenty one. You know, this one day test per event is clearly all about cost savings because. As as we've talked about many times in the past, you know the environment that we reemerge into, the, the landscape we reemerge into is going to be completely different, and and money budgets are going to be tight. Um, would it not have made sense just to put a hold on development for 2021, with completely new cars coming in 2022? Uh, why well, the, why the, didn't the, they just say that's it? The, these cars, well, is, it is what it is.
3: There, there is, you know, the 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 cars there's no homologation changes at all for for next year so you know any evolutions in the car it's it's at the of the team's own uh kind of investigation and and decision to do that you know there's nothing changing with the, with the regs that says the teams have to change the rear wing or 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 the fuel injection system or anything like that the big question for me is what does the FIA do next year with testing when in t- through 2021, we need pre-event tests. Obviously, you know you need that that day to get the car set up, but also we do need quite a lot of development testing for huge amounts. The biggest technical change that we've had mm. in in years um, it, coming to the to the championship for 2022. So we we wait. I kind of thought we'd have some news from that, um, and certainly the teams will have. I'm sure they'll go back to their 42 day allocation. Uh, for 2021, but we'll need to see more, um, more space. You know, you look at Toyota this year, they tried to develop a brand new car for 2021, the GR Yaris, Uh, and they were doing it in between (coughs) Uh, runs on a pre-event test. So in Sweden, the drivers would come and do their pre-event test. And when the the car came in for, say, a, a new set of dampers or a gearbox change or something, Juho Hannan was going out and using the same road uh, to develop the 2021 car that's not a particularly efficient way of testing uh it's good because it gives you immediate data on where the car is in terms of the of the other car of the of the car it's superseding but it's no way to develop a a completely new car is it george i mean they will need you know to bring a battery into it and you know a different powertrain and everything they'll need absolutely bespoke and dedicated days it's
2: uh, it's a huge huge task um i i, I... It's a brand new car. What can I say? It is, I yeah. mean, it's, you know, with with all its, you know, t- 10,000 10, individually designed parts, you know, it's a massive task. Massive. It's just, you mm. can't, you can't put a, 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 yeah. a, 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 it's such a huge task. And, you know, you do need to develop it. I mean, crikey. Ideally, you want a full year of development out of the championship to develop that car. You know, that's that's the advantage of a new team coming in. They've got that. They can, you know, before they've announced, the they've joined they, they can they're free to to do a whole load more
3: and that's that's the point you know we we know we know that uh um a hybrid system the battery everything will work you know in a fairly routine environment but how's it going to be yeah. at, at two and a half thousand meters in mexico Or Listen, how's it going to be you absolutely. know if we get a proper winter uh in sweden at minus 30
0: david it's, these cars are... Are we... yeah the cars we've got just now david are you know, they're complex, that's for sure. But, you know, we went to Mexico for the first time with the new generation World Rally car, and they all fell down because of the heat, <laughs> you know. And, and that, those are systems which were not a massive evolution from the previous systems. They really weren't. Um, you know, we're bringing in this entirely new concept. Uh, and you're right, you know, that the previous cars hadn't been tested at altitude before we saw them going to Mexico. You're going to have to test these new cars in extremes of temperature, plus 40 degrees potentially, mm. minus 20, 30 degrees, altitude up to 2,000 plus metres. All of that, you know, if we're going to do it properly, has to be factored in. If they don't do it properly, well, then they have to expect real issues when we get into 2021 uh 2022. Um, but, you know, it, it, you know, if you want to do it properly, you've got to be talking 100 days of testing, not 40 days of testing.
3: I think, you know, the one thing that we can say is that, you know, the FIA is more aware of this, more keenly aware. The technical department knows exactly what it's about, and I'm sure that they will run a a fairly kind of mild hybrid system that, you know, it'll be all quite conservative. Uh, And don't forget, you know, the thing's only got to power the car for, I think, is is it five miles or something like that? You know, it's not far. It's not a huge ask. But equally, at the same time, you're still mating a battery to a car that you know is is very highly strung um at the best of time so yeah it it'll be interesting that for me is is one of the big um big bits of news to come out the second half of the season is how will how will testing yeah. work for next year so
2: i mean you know colin as you've said there like you, you, they don't need they don't need 20 days to to, to rebuild the car They need 100 days yeah at, at, on a development test car you know maybe costing 50, somewhere between 50 and a hundred thousand euros a day Who's going to have those budgets? Rocky.
0: 5 to 10 million. You
2: know, we're now, we're now I, I hate to, to harp on about this. I'll say it just once. You know, we're now into, you know, every, every, every single company that, that, that exists that I've, I, I talk to are shedding people. Mm. Honestly, how can, how can we forge ahead with this unbelievably expensive, fabulous car? In a world but, that seems to be very obviously changed, maybe I'm missing a trick. Maybe I'm entirely with you. I'm entirely with you. I'm just, I'm just no, very, I... very confused. All that money to produce a car with a with a five a five kilometer capacity hybrid system. Honestly,
3: someone needs to get I, a grip. I, I think that we are now. You know, I think we are absolutely too far down the road, uh, and I don't think it will change. Um, from what I can see, despite everybody's talk about Rally Two cars. It, it can't change, you know. Talking to the manufacturers, they've all put half a year, two thirds of a year of development into this. So I think so you are to is... put
2: two years into Group S. Yeah, then yeah, but I mean that four, was four, the, four but, different prototypes.
3: But that was that was a regulation change, wasn't it? And and this and regulation that's, that's, is is not going to change from
2: what, what I can should, understand. That's, that's what we should be looking at now. I think anyway. Not too
0: set. far 20. down the road, David, or too set in our ways with the people mm-hmm. making decisions. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm not sure which one it is, to be honest with you. I agree entirely with George. I, I, I would like to know what, uh, what considerations we have taken as a sport to uh, address the fact that things are going to be very different when we come out of this. I would like to know. And, I, and as I see it right now, not a lot. Not in a those,
3: lot. But in, in those last three months... You know, it's quite a big ask to go through all of that regulation to get it all changed because of what's of 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 the current yeah, s- situation but, yeah, but that David, we're
0: in. David, David, what do we do? We just, I no, I, I don't buy that. I really don't buy that. You know what we've seen in this country, around the world, over the past three or four months is your know, things that people thought were impossible. Actually, it's not impossible. You know, yeah, to produce a ventilator, a brand new ventilator. You go and speak to David Richards at ProDrive. They came up with a fabulous new ventilator in weeks, put it into production in in a matter of months. These things were considered impossible. You know, if if there is an underlying need to get something done, then it will be done. The problem is that the the desire and the need really isn't there from those making the decisions.
3: You know, I've got to say that, the 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 cost of producing a an R5 what was called an R5 or a rally 2 car into a a 2022 world car from what i'm told the development costs would be huge they would be because you know we've got all of the new safety cell coming in which is vital you know we need that totally. um and it's it's we need this space this space frame Uh, regulation this technology to allow us to to scale cars we we can't do that with a rally two car you know that's the ability to bring in new manufacturers for a manufacturer that's only got say an suv or or whatever Mm -hmm. you know they need that ability to come in and say right we can scale it down we can make it out of a, a tubular chassis and here we go we cannot do that you know if we stick with rally to regulations it's not possible fundamentally about- col hang on a second yeah. We're, you know we talked about million euro cars these cars will be half a million euros that's what i'm told that to hmm. me is a huge amount of money right now but it's not a million euros and i think that the the private driver there are going to be private teams out there that can make that car work and that can bring that car into the championship. It's not going to be as easy as if it was a 200,000 pound, 200,000 euro quarter of a million euro car, but that car from what I'm told, you know, and George will know an awful lot more about this than me. It's not possible. You cannot make that car for 2022 to that price. You can't put the hybrid into it. You, You can, of course, physically, but you can't make the car. So, you know, we're, we're, we're arguing a kind of moot point here because it's the, the, the ec- economics of it are working in favour of sticking with what we've got. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, look, David. David. I mean, it, it's a sound argument, and I and I get the scaling idea. But are are we actually going to bring manufacturers in? that's Is anybody my point? Committed but, to it? But, but we're okay, certainly I mean, not
3: if we stick. If you know, if we go back to Rally Two. Mm. You know, right now, that's a barrier to entry. You know, right now, it's a big barrier to entry to Toyota. We know that Toyota can build an R2 a Rally 5, a Rally 2 car. God, <laughs> be rules. I what you're on about though, R5. R5. R5, R5, Rally 2, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. We, we must move forward. We must get with the times. It's Rally yeah. 1 is a world rally, rally car. Rally, rally 2, two yeah. is an R5 car, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So Toyota could build that car. Of course they could. Mm. But right now, they don't have one. So... You know, it is most, it, most manufacturers have small cars, David, and, and that
2: seems to have been the way that I, I suspect it's the competition companies have driven us down to this, you know, this small category of car.
3: But George, you, if you were, we, were going to we, start, we if, if you were going to build a brand new car, would you rather a have the ability to scale and build a space frame chassis or b take a compromised production road car that is sitting there?
2: I think I've, I've, every time. I mean, the, the the engineer in me, as much as there is, uh, would would say space space framed car. But the essence of rallying is that we're on we're on uh, we're, we're on highways and byways. Uh, it, homologating a, 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 a modifying a road car in a lot of countries is a permissible action. In some countries, it's not. But there's always a buy in it. How are you going to get these space frame chassis registered for road use? I would I would question that to start with when I mean, in britain you can do it but can can you do that in germany well i think germany they find that you absolutely can't do it in germany but they find ways around the rules they're very very good at doing that but the other thing is we've had space framed cars before in rally yet yeah, they were called group b and and uh, yeah, but weren't. that analogy, and I, mean, I know George, that safety's that moved work. on a lot. I know, yeah. I know that safety's moved on a lot, but I'm just still not buying it. I'm still saf- not buying it, David.
3: Safety's at the heart of this, George. It's right at the very heart of this because with this space frame chassis, it gives the FIA the ability to say, There, that is the safety cell that we've worked on. We know. That's the safest yeah. way to go rally. Take that safety cell, put it into your tubular chassis and away you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, this, then, this that and, analogy of Group based. And as that work. car
2: bounces down the road, yeah, shedding all its, uh, all its fiberglass components uh, it, and going down through, down through the spears that are trees, I'd still rather have a bit of tin around me, I'll be honest with you, and a nice steel bulkhead in front of me. Mm. You know, I mean, for all the, for all the safety that we have in, in World Rally Cars, and here's a point, here's a, Here's a, a, a slightly controversial point. For all the safety we have in cars, the drivers sit on a thin carbon fiber seat on top of a thin floor with very little protection from underneath. Point's been raised dozens of times. Why mm. aren't they sitting on a at least, you know 30 or 40 millimeters of uh, aluminium uh, uh, sandwich plate, you know' zone. Mm. The, the, well, the I mean, that... but they're not. Simple thing. So honestly, all the safety, I'm still not buying into it. Give me a steel bulkhead, steel floor, a thicker steel floor than currently exists, and uh, a roof that doesn't come off. You know, you, you, your yeah. face would, would be wiped off with, with going d- down through trees if there wasn't a thin steel roof on the car. You know, I'm not. You know, Obviously, it's not going to stop everything, but getting your face wiped off with a whole load of branches going down through the trees, not, not a pretty thing. No, I'm, I'm not into the space frame car, sorry.
3: No, but it, but equally, you know, we saw point. we saw a whole load of Group B cars. Ari Vatten in Argentina in '85, you know, his his the car disintegrated, but it was still a roof on it when it stopped. Yeah, no,
2: well, I mean, absolutely. That there, there, i mean, I'm not sure did that still have a steel roof? That car, some of them did have some steel, yeah, I think steel it did parts it them. Yeah, so so point point made. Perhaps the Toyota, yeah. uh, the the last of the Toyota Group S cars that prototypes, they actually still had a steel bulkhead. Believe it or not. Um, and, and a steel roof on them
3: i, th- I think yeah. there's compromise there george that there, there is and i'm sure you know the fa yeah. their their safety department their technical department mm. will have looked into this far more deeply yeah. than than we will uh and and you know i i totally see your perspective um with with the rally two car but to me it's it's not mm. ideally that it's not it's not the way we're going. You know, no, no, I sit, no, quite, I sit on the clearly, fence with this one. quite clearly
2: it's not. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll absolutely respect. And, I mean, you know, in fairness to FIA, current World Rally car rules, they've been fabulous. They've given us a great car. Uh, the, the they've given triumph. us an unsustainable
3: car, yeah. George.
2: An unsustainable car. So let, let's go back one more step. I think the best formula that, that uh, FIA have ever come up with, and they've come up with a lot of good ones, Group N and Group A were great. That was the fallback when Group B stopped. We just went straight back into Group A, and it, and it and it was allowed to develop correctly and and intelligently for for the most part. It had its ups and downs. Group N uh, was an absolutely bog standard car in eighty six eighty seven, but it became a uh, a uh, uh, a much better car by the by the time it. Uh, you know, what was it, 2008, 2009, we started to see the S2000s coming in. But that that was then, you know, it was recognised not to be perfect, the S2000. FI came up with with our R5 car, which hmm. has been an unbelievable success. Yeah. It very, has. But... Very well cost-controlled, lovely, good, strong, safe car. And it, it, I think it's promoted our sport very, very well. And it's given drivers opportunities.
3: It has, to, and it's to, taken to, to it's develop. taken the, the sport around the world, but also fundamentally, you know, the whole idea of the 2017 car, for me, the mass appeal of it was flawed when the FIA said, understandably, back at the end of 16, we will only sanction certain drivers to drive this car. You know, that mm. destroyed the market for the privateer. You know, they were terrified well, of No, I don't think that did, David. I, I, yeah, of course I, it did, Colin. Go and ask Malcolm Wilson how many he sold. Did, Colin. Absolutely but, but I, did, How Colin. many
0: people were told, no, you can't drive that car? In 17, pretty much everybody. Seriously?
2: I of didn't know that. Of course they were. The, the, the cost of it as well, Colin. The cost, the, that's they, my they, point they, is they it drove, was the cost. They drove, we, they drove the cost up, which is exactly the point we're but making that's, right now. That's
0: entirely my point. You know, we, we Drivers Nonsense. like Mads Osberg, drivers like Martin Prokop, Gave no, the twenty seventeen It's, not, car. Hang it's on.
3: not them. It's not them that this is aimed at, Col. It's aimed at them the people, the really okay. very well heeled gentleman drivers who can afford a million, two million euro rally car. They were the ones that were told, No, you're not coming in seventeen. David, that's David, that rules. I'm changed. not sure
0: many I'm not sure many were actually barred from driving the car. I've seen drivers in those new generation World Rally cars who I have never heard of, who are in their sixties.
3: Uh, how many know. did you see in in twenty seventeen, Cole? In 2017 cars,
0: I'm talking about. No, no, no. But you- in
3: 2017, the year, the season, how many did you see then?
0: I don't Have they relaxed the rule since then? Has the rule changed? Yeah, yeah, okay. they have. Okay, fair enough.
3: The, the, rule, the rule hasn't changed, essentially. But what, what's happened since Eve Maton arrived is that he's taken a more lenient approach. You know, still, if you want to drive that car, Col, you have to go and knock on Mr. Maton's door and say, will you let me? And he's more likely, okay, not you because uh, he's probably seen you drive, uh, he's more than likely going to say yes. You know, we saw that guy in, in Monty this this yeah. year. Ah, his name escapes me again. And, and we saw if... the
0: Czech driver last year doing a couple of events of the year before. Can't remember his name.
3: And, and this, you know, brings you back to that original argument. You know, who is more dangerous? And this is something I think we've discussed before. You know, is the more dangerous driver someone like Gus Greensmith who has... Who is a driver? that's, You know, he's he's on the up and up, and he's coming, and he's he's got great potential. He's going to go to Monty in a world car this year for the first time. He went there for the first time, pushing like hell to try to demonstrate what he can do. Is he more dangerous than your man in his late fifties who just wants to achieve a dream uh, and and you know perform the rallying equivalent of of Wimbledon? Has to pay and go to fix his the, own car with with yeah. the same with the same bit yeah. of kit. Go and compete against taymusenene synonym and and, and I, I,
2: I don't think i don't think this is i mean i i see the i see the arguments but i don't think they're relevant the 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 relevance of those cars are giving giving drivers opportunities and and the the the, the question of safety of the of the older gentleman driver driving carefully or as you say the Gus Greensmith driving fast i think it's it's neither here nor there we're driving rally cars in an incredible environment I mean, it it, it it shouldn't be as safe as it is, but there we are. It is. I think it just comes down to cost. David, I I don't get this argument either. One hundred percent, Colin.
0: I think it's it's come down to cost. You know, whereas whereas you when when you have drivers who are richer than you and I can possibly imagine turning around and saying it's too expensive for me, then we have a problem because this sport has always been has always been at the top level about. Uh, you know, said so you, award the FIA used that I don't like, but pro am, it's always been about the professionals and the amateurs. Now, no, we've, we've, no, no, yes, no. it has. So yes, group it B has. Called.
3: Then tell me who are the group B amateur drivers to arrive David, it's top. had its moments. The, the, it's 2017 that, was one of the those, the moments. That, those moments. It's had its moments, but the, the Santos
2: that crashed in Portugal,
0: yeah, exactly. He was,
2: he was a pro am,
0: but it's had his moments, but the yeah, inherently. This sport has been about the fact that people can have their Wimbledons. They can have their Opens at St. Andrews. They they can can. have their Formula Ones through the streets of Monte Carlo as rally drivers. It has always been about that. And it's been one of the real unique selling points of this sport. It's what's made it interesting over the years. It's what's made it endearing over the years. We are trying through, I think, some almost unilateral views to change that concept. You know what, I'm Colin, not sure it's right. Do you know what, Colin? I agree
3: one hundred percent. I was trying to formulate an argument in my mind about using Rally Two cars for general, but actually you're right.
0: But that's do what you know? that's what that's what the FIA wants. And and yeah, that's no, never and, and it's only certain people in the FIA, as I can see it, that want that. And yeah. I don't really know where that view has come from. I don't know how it's been allowed to go unchallenged, because it does affect, I think, the long term sustainability of the sport. This sport has been propped up by privateers over the years the championship has been propped up by our friends in the middle east in south america in australia who come and support our championship in top level cars they are now being told it's not for you the top level is for manufacturers and someone has made that decision and it has gone unchallenged and i think it's dangerous for the long-term future of the sport we're almost out of time
3: david just to warn you all right, but
0: but just beyond that,
3: Col as well, and to strengthen your point about the cost of these cars, you know, you look at in the years gone by the, the the chance of the championship going around the world, it goes to it goes to Wales to Rally GB, and you have the ability for someone like Mark Higgins to put a budget together to fight in a car that is just the same, and he did in two thousand and one yeah. or two, yeah, and that's twenty and get, years ago. You know, yeah, but it doesn't matter, Lee. Well, you, know, you don't have to go back cars, 20 years.
0: You don't have to go back to Australia.
3: We just have to go back to achievable uh, yeah. economics for, for yeah. private drivers to come in because that's, as well as the gentleman drivers and the privateers, the local flavour, going to, to, to Australia and New Zealand and having possum born there and and these kind of guys and, you know, going across to to Argentina and seeing Jorge Recalde and these kind of... Perhaps that's a, a bad example, but... That's the, a good example. A good but example. the ability for those people to bring local flavour, it, it spreads the word of the sport as well 100%. because a local hero is far more of interest than, than the likes of Sebastian Ogier or Oik Tanak.
0: And what's happened, David, is we have allowed this policy to go unchallenged. And it's been the last 12 months or so and it was slowly introduced, quietly introduced no one has challenged it but what sorry
3: carl what what the you know for me the fundamental part was in 17 when they said you have to pass an fia test to drive this car
0: you 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 add that to the fact that they're now saying that rally one cars are purely for manufacturers and that is a sea change in how our sport presents itself it is a sea change and it's it's dangerous and it's gone unchallenged and i think the debate has to be had
1: and you can continue this debate with us on Twitter, I think is perhaps the way we can end this. At Dirtfish Rally, let us know what you think, because we nearly got very close there to all of you agreeing. You even <laughs> agreed with, with Colin there, David. I don't know if you realise yeah. that came out of your mouth. But, <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's not going to happen again, is but, but this is, this is, is going to rage, this debate. And if you want to be part of it, at Dirtfish Rally on Twitter is perhaps one of the best ways to uh, join in with the team. Well, I have to say that has been... um, I've just sat back and listened to most of that because I found that really, really interesting this time round. George Donaldson, Colin Clark, David Evans, thank you, as always, for your insightful, intelligent conversation.
2: Thank you, (laughs) Lise. Thank you, Lise. (laughs) The debate may continue to rage, but I'm just simply outraged at the moment. (laughs)
0: There we go. Can you tell I got a little bit heated there? I'm very sorry. You are
1: an angry man at the moment, (laughs) aren't you? Not really, no. (laughs) (laughs) Passionate. Passionate. Yeah, Yeah, passionate's
0: good. We'll be back
1: with another episode of Spin the Rally Pod next week. And if you haven't already, then can I suggest you subscribe using your very favourite podcast provider?